in the middle this is your girl adele clarice shout out to stuck in the middle podcast we love you guys general i feel like i'm stuck in the middle stuck in the middle podcast big shout out to the family i'm talking reflex aka chewy and the rest of the gang hey make sure you bring all your important information your art everything in the dmv doesn't matter where you are at come to the dmv to stuck in the middle podcast that's where it's at. yo welcome to another episode of stuck in the middle podcast i am your host reflex this is a platform for entrepreneurs innovators creatives of african descent where you hear stories you hear ideas you hear experiences of how we can break the mold how we can break barriers i got a special guest in the building but before that this year 2022 it's our five-year anniversary. Y'all heard it in the previous episodes. So we're going to keep singing it till June when we got the big party. That's why we got a big party happening in June right here in the DMV. So please stay locked. We got details coming. If you want to follow us, SITM Podcast on all platforms, SITM Podcast 237 at gmail.com. Send us an email. Refer guests. Send us an email. We receive a lot of emails about people, you know what I'm saying, wanted to see more diverse voices, and we appreciate those. So hit us up. Hit us up. Listen. I got a special guest in the building, like I said, uh, she is somebody I've been trying to get on here for a minute, a creative entrepreneur, combining her love for art, culture, and natural hair. You might have seen her in your favorite artist's music video and killing it with viral photo shoots on social media. I got Agnes Ashy in the building. Welcome to Stuck Middle Podcast, yo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you feeling? I'm good. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You I'm look good. good. You look good. Thank you so Thank much for you. coming. This has been a minute in the making. I want to like take it all the way back to like the start. You first generation Cameroonian. Yes, I am. Uh, when did you migrate here to the United States? Was it by yourself or with family? My entire family migrated about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Over ten years ago, I stopped counting at ten. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Remember when you first moved here, you like, yeah, year one, year two, <laughs> year yeah. three. Now everything just blends together. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, how, how many siblings did you grow up with? I have five siblings, but I grew up with a bunch of cousins at my house, so mm-hmm. I have a lot. And mostly female, like, sisters? Yeah, I have a lot of sisters and one little brother. How, what was life like for you growing up, like, in, in Cameroon, Northwest region? What was life like for Agnes growing up? Um, It was, it was chill. I was very adventurous, very <laughs> observant, and my aunt owned a shop, so... Mm-hmm. I used to go over there and watch her braid hair, and my mom had very extravagant, creative hairstyles mm-hmm. when I was growing up. So I remember those specifically from my childhood. Were you, would you say you were like a good student, like in school? No, <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> were you like the class, class, class? No, I was quiet. Uh-huh. I was very quiet, and I think my learn now I know my learning style is different. Mm-hmm. But back then, it's like no, you just don't know. So, a lot of a lot of girls, and I'm speaking from experience because my sister was one of them, mm-hmm. when they're migrating from, not only Cameroon, I would say Nigeria, you know, whatever African country to United States or even Europe, for example, uh, their parents encouraged them to learn the art of hair braiding because it's kind of like a very good way to make money while you, like, situate yourself here. Was that was that a path for you? Um, not so much. So, my, my dad moved here first mm-hmm. and my mom stayed with us. And later we came here with um, with my mom but she used to work in the city so mm-hmm. before she went to work she dropped my sister and I off at my aunt so mm-hmm. I was being I was there to be babysat and mm-hmm. then I stayed but my sister would usually leave and just roam around go to mm-hmm. the market so regardless of the fact that she 
kept me at a salon, it took the interest in it for me to stay there because mm-hmm. I didn't have to. I could have left. So what what was it about? You said you mentioned like your your mom had like like good hairstyles. Mm-hmm. What else was it about? Was it like the way you aren't interacting with her customers or just seeing women come in and leave like looking different that picked your interest in like hair design hairstyle? It was the intricacy of the hairstyle, like braiding. If you see someone do box braids. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of skill, mm-hmm. and it was very natural to her because she worked very fast. Like, before you feel the pain, she's done. Mm-hmm. So, I just, for some reason, that caught my attention. And I also looked at women's faces when they kept, um, walked into the salon and how they left feeling. Mm-hmm. So, it just felt like a safe space for women to just kind of interact, leave and leave feeling good, and mm-hmm. just... Did you ever, like, say, like, yo, auntie, like, pull me on? Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to... I want to finish the braids or... Listen, I was not allowed to touch anyone's hair. I mean, I could finish the braid, but I was not allowed to start anyone's hair. I mm-hmm. just was... You know, with single braids, it's mm-hmm. a lot of braids. So, of course, they need all the help to right, yeah, finish, to finish it. it but, yeah. Yeah, but you ain't starting it because they no. don't want it to fall out. <laughs> and so, I wasn't very good. That's yeah. the thing. I wasn't very good when I started. At some point, like, did the, did the interest, like, wane? Did it fade? Or you always was like, yo, this is, this is something. Because I know when you eventually moved here... Mm-hmm. Um, you went through high school, went to the University of Maryland Institute, and then majored in biology. I did. Like, so where where in between that did 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 that love for hair braiding or interest in it ever fade? I wouldn't say it faded. I still braided my friends hair. I wasn't doing it as a business, but mm-hmm. I still did it. Like I still braided my friends hair. I think you know Hilda. I thought mm-hmm. her like just little hairstyles to do just to keep up with like protective hairstyle and mm-hmm. so it's something i did under low mm-hmm. but officially like in school i studied biology yeah what was what was supposed the idea behind that biology what was the idea yeah, <laughs> yeah you because think i had everything figured out <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> no because you know especially as first generation it's like yo you go to school you gotta be a lawyer you gotta be an engineer or a doctor you know so it's medical uh, law or engineering that's where the money is at for my parents that's how we indoctrinated so was that for you or it was a legit interest in biology so i think it's both um it was the more accepted route to go into by the same time i sincerely enjoy life science mm-hmm. so both <laughs> did you ever finish did i ever finish yeah, yeah i did <laughs> you graduated as yes, a biologist but i know you know from reading also knowing somewhere in between you finishing <laughs> something <laughs> different happened okay and then agnes the brand the person came to came to be what happened like what was it for you that clicks like yo i i'm not going into medicine and i'm gonna i'm gonna do hair design hairstyling um i think it was a moment of introspection that I had to kind of after graduation i had to step back and see what route to go into and I actually went into pharmacy, but I'm really connected spiritually to God when mm-hmm. I take on any journey in my life. And I noticed that when I'm on a route that's not really meant for me, there's a lot of obstacles. Mm-hmm. And on that route through pharmacy school, it was just a lot mm-hmm. of unnecessary obstacles. So I just stepped back and just went with what what was more natural to me. and. 
the second I followed that route, I just I don't know blessings mm -hmm. one after the other. So what, what what exactly happened? Was it like one day you were like? I mean, it I was not one day. It's never just like <laughs> it was a like huge progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, was was it outside forces? Was it outside people telling like, yo, you 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 gifted in this, you're blessed in it, pursue it. We was just like. After a while, you were like, "Yo, I enjoy doing this. I, f I find this like a, like a purpose, you know, and this happiness." And then you were like, "I'm gonna make that switch." Yeah, so I think it was both. I think I did have encouragement from my friends, but I don't think anyone really knows the full picture of what I'm doing. I don't know the full picture of what I'm doing. Um, so I want to repeat your question again. I mean, in in other words. Um, was that outside, you know, like, like you, you taught Hilda, like your friend Hilda, mm -hmm. and, you know, you at that point, I'm, I'm assuming you had done, you know, one or two or three friends here, um, you know, practice, probably watching YouTube videos, you know, just, you know, honing your craft. Mm -hmm. in, in, in that, where people, you know, whom you've done the hair say, hey, like, you should, you should do this full time. That's or, funny. No one ever says, oh, you should become a hairstylist mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. I think it's just how people look at the entire skill. Mm -hmm. It's not seen as high regard as it used to be back in the day hmm. so if you do hair that's cool but you probably are in like a more established job hmm. and hair is like your part-time thing or it's a hobby i thought it was if it was the other way around i thought now it's more glamorized as opposed to, so it's the other way around no it is the other way around wow yeah wow so <laughs> wow so now so are you having this conversation now it's like what's what are you doing actually it's like your hairstylist you should have a, a more traditional route job um, i stopped having those conversations because i think my focus now is different i'm mm -hmm. not trying to convince ev anyone about what path i'm on right now i'm just trying to be on my path and mm -hmm. go so wh what exactly would you say if you this is a hard question <laughs> what exactly would you say you do you, you're a creative entrepreneur and you have a love for hair design is it hair stylist hair design like what, what who is agnes if somebody right now is watching who don't know who you are i would say i'm an artist mm. um the way i look at hair goes beyond just styling the hair i want to make a statement there's something i'm trying to say so my style of art is a bit bold i do a lot of research i enjoy learning about different people different cultures and all of that inspires my creative process mm -hmm. in in research what do you mean so you know like i know beyonce got flagged once and she not beyonce somebody got flagged they did cornrows <laughs> you know what i mean so you that was um kim kardashian, kim kardashian yeah so yeah. so before you do like something that's kenyan inspired you want to know like what the what the roots are you know and even the name like what's behind the name kind of things like that yeah there's that but me traveling i think you know i used to travel a lot and mm -hmm. just kind of expand traveling helps you really expand your mind and see who else is out there because mm -hmm. sometimes we get stuck in i don't know our little bubble but once you step out you really see that it's not that deep there's other people out there doing things yeah but um let me get back to your repeat your question again please I, well as a follow-up question anyway um how were you how you you got you you had your aunt you know from watching her probably trained from her mm -hmm. but then you had to evolve you know especially being far away removed from her mm -hmm. you know miles miles thousands of miles away and now with this idea to to go into hair design hair styling where where did you go next was it youtube are you self-taught did you you know kind of like say hey i like this person was there somebody you were like this person does it and i like it and i want to be like that um the foundational skills were just, you know, practicing YouTube, 
self-thought. But building it to become more, I had to kind of step outside of being a hairstylist. There's this artist, I don't know if you know him, he's Kehinde Wiley, mm-hmm. and he's a painter. His work is amazing. He did the mural of of um, Obama. Michelle Obama. Yeah, the Obama, yeah. And Barack Obama. his other art, he literally, I think, are you familiar with like back in the day Renaissance type mm-hmm, paintings? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He takes regular black people off the streets, like in Brooklyn with like regular everyday street clothes, and he puts them in those Renaissance opulence Mm -hmm. type of paintings and the more i looked at his work he had a very specific way of styling the hair and it just makes you look at it twice so outside of just being a hairstylist i'm looking at art in general i'm looking at like the cultural relevance of like certain hairstyles Mm -hmm. what what are your fears like what what, (laughs) (laughs) that's a real question what are your fears like and, and you know just even going back to like the biology whole biology thing it's like i'm gonna be a hair designer i'm gonna be an artist was there fears like what if this don't work or what if this you know there's no enough money in it what if it does work mm. i'm not that's not my fear i feel like i already got past all those foundational fears or those fears at the beginning but i I feel directed and I pray about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm truly confident in the fact that it, it will work. Mm-hmm. So I don't have those fears. Yeah. What did you in the beginning think it would be it would be a brand? Um what was no. the what was the direction and there what was what? no direction. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first thing you did? What was the like the first thing in building in building a business, you know, a person would generally, you know, start a business plan. Like what was the first thing you did? Like just drop everything pharmacy-wise, medical-wise, and it's like, hey, I'm just going to put myself out there and try to build clientele? I, After I dropped pharmacy, I felt pretty lost. So I guess the path back to myself was just tapping back into what I love. Hmm. And um, I didn't establish a business plan back then or nothing. I was just doing what I love. Now that it's picked up and it's getting a lot more traffic i organized it more as a business but mm-hmm. back then i was just doing hair mm-hmm. man what was how would how how would you advise somebody in your position right now like you know a girl dude person it's like man i'm not finding joy in what i'm doing and you know art is what i want to do hair design hair braiding they, they follow you they're watching this right now what is your advice what is one thing that you know now that you you wish you knew years ago i wish i trusted myself because this is a new, this isn't, like when I look back to even it being in Cameroon, the fact that I took interest to in this and the fact that I kept coming back to this, I already knew I wish I had trusted myself and be more, be more confident in the fact that this was an actual path. Mm. So just trust yourself. Mm. What was the first, what was the first big taste of success? That first gig where um, you were like... Man, I, you know what I'm saying? This, this was a good call. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I trusted myself. What was that first big taste of like, man, this is, yeah, we here. We, I'm about to buy my mama's. Not a house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you're like, all right, I'm moving out. I'm gone, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> it was that big taste of like, yeah, that um, big check. <laughs> let me see. I don't know. So I feel like everything that you see me post is mm-hmm. like, is maybe a byproduct of it's unintentionally a byproduct of where I'm trying to go with this. Mm -hmm. So to define success, I would need to like say what I've been trying to say with hair 
in a room. So mm-hmm. when I have my exhibition, I would define that as success. But mm-hmm. all I've been doing is posting my work and people have been attracted to it and, you know, I've been blessed to work with so many different people, but that was never my goal. Yeah. How does that make you feel when, you know, you you put, you know, a photo shoot out there or you work with somebody like a bride, you know, and that people who just like, damn, who did that? How does that make you feel as an artist? Um, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel, I think the true happiness comes when the client you've worked with is happy with, with the final product mm-hmm. or they feel kind of regal and majestic mm-hmm. and you know however way they came to you hoping to feel mm-hmm. when that is accomplished mm-hmm. I, from personally you know reading like going through your instagram reading comments and you know um testimonials and you know feedback from people they say i think that the in basketball terms it's the average you know i think the consensus is people really enjoy how calm you are how calm <laughs> you are when you in, when you in your element where where does that come from? Because you know this is, I, I think that's that's a good trait virtue to have. Flex, it's like how long have you known me? <laughs> uh, since kindergarten. Have you ever known me as a person that was not calm? I think no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so, but when people, you know, your clients, and I think for people that's a shock, not a shock, but that's like, dang, like this is really a good environment. This is a good space. Is that intentional? I mean, that that's just who you are. You being yourself, and I encourage yeah. people to be themselves, but. Uh, how important is that for you to just be yourself, set a good space for your clients and things like that? A lot of times I'm being trusted to create something. Like a lot of times I'm being given creative freedom. Mm. So when I'm quiet and I'm working with like 15 minutes to create something amazing, I kind of have to disconnect from everything that's distracting mm-hmm. and really focus on mm-hmm. getting there. So sometimes I'm just in my zone. I don't talk too much. I just try to get the work done mm-hmm. and after we could talk <laughs> yeah you mentioned 15 minutes i want to I, w- I want you to put put us in like uh put us in like you know a recent gig or one of your gigs like mm-hmm. is this like a runway it's like yo this person's going out there quick you, like what you got i actually just came from new york fashion week mm-hmm. and wow not you was in new york fashion week <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch my snaps that's the problem <laughs> yeah i i ain't been on social media like that my, my bad my bad but I I was I wrote it down. I wrote it down two weeks before New York Fashion Week, and I looked at that little sticky note. Mm-hmm. And like two weeks later, I got the email, and I did four shows. Which time out, time out, time out. So which, you wrote it down before getting the call or email? Yes, I did. You was like, I want to do New York Fashion Week. Yeah, I talked to God about it. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to do New York Fashion Week. I want to be there purposefully. I want to get paid to work New York Fashion Week because a lot of times you go to things like this to network or just to be in a creative space so you could be inspired Mm -hmm. but I wanted to go there with a purpose so I pretty much had that conversation I wrote it down and it happened dang you did four shows in New York Fashion Week talk about the the, the intensity like 15 like this person is going out like what was the experience like there's an entire team there's a huge team so I was working with hairstylist his name is Jawara mm-hmm. and he's amazing like if you've seen Beyonce if you've seen like Naomi Camp he is he's amazing he's an artist mm-hmm. so I got to work on his team and we pretty much I think it was about 10 of us and usually we get like 
15 or 20, sometimes 30 models, and everything is fast-paced. So you work on this model, and then you work on the next one, and you're helping this one with this. Like, we're all kind of in sync, mm -hmm. but everything flows because everyone loves what they do. And are Do you know the looks beforehand, or are you just, like, creating no, in this you, spot? So um, Joara is... The show I did, Jawara was like the lead hairstylist. Mm -hmm. So he had the vision and he had the overall vision. He just vaguely explained that to mm -hmm. us and then we kind of step in and make it happen. How'd you feel after? Like, you know, you, you back now, it's like, man, I mean, you got a bag, you know, pockets is healthy, but <laughs> New York Fashion Week in the bag. Like, how how is Agnes? I feel, I feel great. I mm -hmm. feel like I need to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I feel great. New York is very fast paced. Mm -hmm. So yeah. every time I go and come back, I feel like I need to recuperate. Yeah, we're going to talk about the going and the coming back in a minute. But before <laughs> there was New York Fashion Week, there was Essence Magazine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm quoting this straight from your Instagram. You said, you know, hair, hair design is like like uh, having Play Doh in your hands and you, you're not limited. You don't want to limit yourself. What was the inspiration behind that look for Essence Magazine? It was the one with the, the pen and the. Uh, it puffs. had the, the puffs. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that look? Um, so, I think this is what I talk about when I say, like, the cultural relevance of certain hairstyles. Because if you look back at certain African tribes that still exist, like they did back in the day, mm -hmm. you would see how they style their hair and you see how important just the entire process of hairstyling is in that community. And those puffs are from a tribe in Madagascar. So my a huge part of my creative process is taking those hairstyles and reimagining them mm -hmm. and just kind of letting my emotion, uh, my imagination run with it. Mm -hmm. um, Essence Magazine. We, was that was that also, you know, uh, like, a, like a written goal? Or just like, that was no, just the inception of just... It was not a written goal, but I put the work out there and they saw it. Yeah. So. After Essence Magazine... Uh, then there was Oprah magazine. No, no. Before that, there was the New York Times. The, 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 the New York Times magazine. Oh, wow. Well, you styled a bride. Uh, I believe this is a couple who met on Zoom. Yeah. Um, what went through your your head when you saw your name in that publication, the New York Times magazine? When you saw your name in that publication, it made it real. Like it made it just real. Because mm -hmm. sometimes. Like, being from Cameroon, it's like, you know how things are in Cameroon. And then, even going to high school, just having your experience up until that point. And it's hard to think or imagine beyond everything you've experienced until more happens. Mm -hmm. So, it was a very surreal moment for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to read Essence Magazine, and now my name is in it. Mm -hmm. It's very humbling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you get that? I'm curious with the, the New York Times magazine, you know, because you do bridal. You specialize in bridal, uh, bridals. I specialize in editorial. Mm -hmm. I also do bridal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know editorial, bridal, you know, what, what the difference? I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but editorial is more like magazines, photos, photo shoots and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So editorial could be for magazines, but it can also be very like avant-garde and like a lot more creative. Mm -hmm. Um, bridal is hair for a wedding. Yeah, for a wedding. <laughs> what is that? Just it portraits as well. Yeah, portraits as well. Um, creative shoots. I just call all my creative shoots like editorial type shoots. Mm -hmm. And with the bridals, I can't really do as much mm -hmm. extravagance mm -hmm. because you know you're it, limited it by to, what the bride wants. 
limited yes but also there's like wearable and then there's art mm. so mm. you have to have a good balance dang you I, I damn you there's wearable and then there's art that was a question that just hit me <laughs> and then oh, the escape <laughs> wearable and then there's art what is the I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to that but after new york time then it was oprah daily oprah this is oprah yeah you know what i'm saying this was another bridal that was the same bride so okay Funny enough, when she reached out to me, I didn't have bridal work on my page at all. I was just posting my creative hairstyles, and she felt like I could. Go ahead. Go ahead. She felt like I could, you know. She had a vision for her her wedding hair, and she felt like I could do it because of how how I push natural hair in my art. Mm-hmm. So when she reached out to me, we had a consultation, and she came from Philly to Maryland, and we I did her the engagement here and when they did the shoot philly magazine picked that up and then um i went back out to philly to do her wedding and that's when new york times picked it up hmm. and i came back home i was thinking that was it and then oprah I magazine got, picked like, it up. the email from oprah magazine for because they were doing a story on her so i went back for that hmm. what, what is it walk me through the process of um you know somebody interested in agnes work to you know we the you know the fans and people who enjoy your work seeing it on you know in the magazine or the on the on the gram what is that process like it's your dms it's like no dms or is it strictly email phone calls how does it how do you how do you work i prefer just like going to my website and sending me a message sometimes i don't get to see the dm sometimes i'm not on instagram as much Mm -hmm. so those messages don't always get seen as soon as possible but just going on my website and sending me a message and be detailed tell mm-hmm. tell me what you want and then we could schedule a consultation and talk about it mm-hmm. and then from consultation where where to is it you know uh, zoom meet or <laughs> do you do you do test run it's like hey you know hey, i want to s- run yeah <laughs> that's the thing i do so many different things it's hard to just generalize everything yeah. the process with a bride is different from a process with like a client who just wants a protective hairstyle or a client who wants like a more editorial creative shoot or mm-hmm. who wants like creative direction with the creative hairstyle mm-hmm. what are your favorite kind of clients to work with like who who are your favorite, favorite kind of clients <laughs> yes <laughs> um those who read those who read like mm. i know it just sounds i don't know how it sounds but i try to have my website just say everything oh okay <laughs> i see and what you mean i was like you gotta still you gotta read books <laughs> no not read books but like read what i say yeah 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 mm-hmm. If you read what I say, read the FAQs on the Agnes website. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> and then he asked me the same thing. It's like I'm repeating myself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what are your uh, your least favorite kind of clients to work with? People who don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say I have least favorite clients, but I do prefer clients who are organized. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be. Especially when you're looking for creative direction, I'm doing the organizing for you. Mm-hmm. But um, at least have an idea of what you want and what direction you want to go into mm-hmm. and decide if you want to give me creative mm-hmm. freedom to just do what I want. If you have any limitations, just communicate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your what was your least um, favorite experience? Like, it's like, what's your least favorite? <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> I want to get into the, the nitty gritty. What's the experience? It's like, oh, gig. It's like, I don't want to go through that again. That was terrible. Um, I can't think of any. Everything has been a learning experience. This is all new to me, I promise you. Mm. So everything is like 
okay, we're going to do this better next time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. You've worked with Yemi Alade? Yes, I have. How was that? It, she's a very lively person. I think that was that was the the one time where I was like, yo, this this this, Get this person is different. Get Agnes out. is different. Because I was literally let talking to say, you, and just, you was like, <laughs> like... Let me just say that I've known you for most of my life, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't take Yemi Alade for you to say... No, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I, of course, it's NDAs, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, mm-hmm. but just the way you move and it's like whoa <laughs> it's like that is so that is a move that is a move move and we we had been in communication up until that yeah yeah but how was how was that you said she's lively how was she's that? very lively so the energy on set is sometimes you're on set for up to 15 hours 16 mm-hmm. 17 mm-hmm. and having working with a client who's just like good energy is mm-hmm. super important so that's one thing i remember about her working with her mm-hmm. she's just very lively now you don't work with any old kind of photographer. Um, what do you mean? Like, not everybody who has a camera is gonna shoot Agnes' work. <laughs> Am I right in, <laughs> in that? How do you pick who do you who you work who you choose to you know photograph your art your work? So, um, I the pic well the quality of a picture has to be great, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying that because. I'm saying that specifically because uh, shoots take a lot. They take a lot of time and different people come, to, especially when it's a collaboration, different people come together to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And the photographer is kind of tasked with the end product being delivered mm-hmm. at the best quality. So you don't want to spend like seven, eight hours on set and not be able to have proof of that. Mm-hmm. So I, if the photographer's work is clear and just this, depending on the shoot, like it, flows with the style i'm completely open and if i have the time mm-hmm. i'm completely open does the same kind of principle apply when you picking out models uh clients people um, for your for your editorial shoots um not quite so usually when i have a concept in mind like when i walk around and i'm inspired by something i have a concept in mind i think about like the features that would go well with it that would complement it and the mm-hmm. model is like a huge part of the hairstyle being what it is because she has to she or he has to wear it mm-hmm. so when i think of a hairstyle i think of a model that the hairstyle complements mm-hmm. and that's kind of hard to say not to count you cheap so getting into your bag but how, how does agnes sustain herself what's the bag like what's you said <laughs> i said not to count your cheaps or get in your bag how does how does agnes sustain herself how do i sustain myself because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is full time for you this yeah, is this life full time yeah what do you mean? How do I sustain? Myself? Like, what's the what's the bag like? Cause you know, the regular life is hey, I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna do this forty hours. You know, I know I got to check every two weeks. How does you know? Is the New York Fashion Week that bag is taking me two months or that you bag? Are, are we allowed to talk about our salary? <laughs> no, no, we're not. You want to tell me how much you make a year? Uh, two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you. It's like it's good. Like life is good. Um, it depends on on the type of gig. Mm-hmm. So. It's still being an entrepreneur, like most of, sometimes you pick something for the learning experience and sometimes you pick something for the money. Mm -hmm. So regardless, you get paid in knowledge and networking or Mm -hmm. you get paid in money. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's rich. That's a gem. Speaking of networking, do you feel limited (laughs) by geographical area right now? You know, speaking of the DMV, um, is, is, is this where, you know, you're going to be for a minute or it's like, man, I want to go out and, and see what New York, L.A., Europe has for me? Um, I definitely want to go out, but there are a lot of talented people in the DMV. And I feel like 
it's growing as far as creatives. Mm-hmm. So after spending a week in New York, I low-key couldn't wait to get back to the DMV. So um, I wouldn't say I'm trying to move soon, but I definitely do want to travel and see what other creatives are up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, we, uh, we mentioned NDS a little bit earlier and how you move, how you make your moves, and it's like, you know, like I didn't even see that coming. Um, just talk, I mean, a lot of your work now, that they, I'm sure there have been NDS, you know, that came with yeah. it, like the Snoop Dogg work. How does that work? You just don't this talk is just about me it being curious. <laughs> you just don't talk about it until it's released. Mm-hmm. It's like you working, you're working with someone low key, and then they drop the stuff before you even get a chance to. Like, mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. So you wait until the artist drops mm-hmm. the work, and then you drop it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a huge Snoop fan. Um, the Super Bowl, you know, was, was, was dope. How, did you do his hair or just the the models on the shoot? I, I work with the models mm-hmm. and. Um, one thing I admire about working with these people is just like the work ethic mm-hmm. because that was a crazy day and Snoop actually lost his mom mm-hmm. a couple of days or before. the day before mm-hmm. and he showed up and none of that energy was with him. Like he was still chill mm-hmm. and it's just like I had to take a step back and really admire like dedication to work because mm-hmm. it's there's. It's very glamorized in the sense when you look at celebrities do their thing, but these people work hard. Mm-hmm. They work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about social media because, you know, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. It, the, the list is on and on. Do you feel pressure, you know, to keep up with, you know, posting? Because you, you, you have grown over the years, especially yeah. TikTok, Instagram. Or is it like, yo, I just want to create. I just want to do my art. Is there like a, a, a you know... I want to, you know, keep up with it online or... You can't keep up with the online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it would drain you. Um, well, me personally, it would it drains. And I had to take, like, a social media break mm-hmm. for... Not too long ago, I deactivated my personal Instagram and deleted my Facebook. Because sometimes you just have to mm-hmm. take a break and figure out what you're doing and not get caught caught up in, like, what everybody else is doing. But it's really important to stay centered and just be online with a purpose. Like, this is what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. Don't get distracted if you need to, like, unfollow some people so you don't feel something. Do whatever you need to do, but just stay on your path. I'm sure we know with, with, with the success so far, and there's many more to come. There's different skies to crack. There's, there's been some struggles, you know, along the way. How do you overcome those? How do you overcome those times where it's like the phone is not ringing, the email is not, you know, buzzing, or, you know, you're at a, you know, at a, at a gig, at a shoot, and, you know, the pen is not pinning, <laughs> you know? How do you overcome those times? Like, you know, the the hair is supposed to be up and it's falling. Oh, like, wow. How do you overcome those times? You kind of flow with it. You kind of flow with it. It's, hair is going to do what it wants to do. That's I think you read the comment about Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. You keep forming it until it is what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So don't panic if it's not looking. You just keep working on it until it gets there. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? What's next for you? You just came back from what's, your fashion wig. What's next for me? Yeah. So I don't know exactly what's next, but I am trying to put together an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been saying a lot of things with my art, and I just feel like I need to bring it all together in one room. Mm-hmm. So Exhibition in what way? Like, you know, there's a lot of art in the room right now where, mm-hmm. you know, you have models, like, you know, you're going to style them and then take pictures. Pictures, yeah. and then post or have people like real life people that we style i haven't decided yet maybe a mix of both this is this is like exclusive we people hearing this first time okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm asking is this like um yeah it's the first time i've just openly mm-hmm, said it mm-hmm. 
my friends are probably tired of hearing it because mm-hmm. I tend to speak about what I want to do mm-hmm. until I do it. So um, it's going to be just either canvas or framed work. Um, and I want to capture it in a very abstract way that mm-hmm. it just looks like art. Mm-hmm. And I want people to just look at it and kind of feel empowered by a part of themselves. You have you know? a date? Not yet. Is it this year, 2022? Yes. Hey, Mass Mad is a lifting, man. You know what I'm saying? We in there. Uh, Tell me more. Like, so is it DMV, of course? Yes, this is where my first show is going to be. Uh, You got a photographer in mind? Not yet. You got some, but you definitely got some models in mind? Not yet. Oh, man. Let us know how we can help. You know, Stuck in the Middle, we want to support. We want, I'm, you know, I'm putting this out there. AK, Cheery, Charles, Tutu, Choo Choo, Ines. We want to support. Well, once it's, once I find a date, once mm-hmm. I pick a date, then I will let you guys You're looking know. for sponsors? I actually am. All right, so. then. Yeah, y'all heard it here first, man. Stuck in the middle of Agnes looking for sponsors for this exhibit. This has been dope stuff, though. This has been dope stuff. Um, I really admire your work. Uh, I'm proud of you. I just want to go on the record and say it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and uh, there's different skies to be cracked, man. I think I think we ain't even scratched the surface. So let the people know where they can find you, how people can find you, if they want to learn more, if they want to work. Let the people know how they can reach you. Okay, so you can check out my website, AggieHair.com, or my Instagram is Aggie underscore hair. And you can also find me on Black Untainted. It's a series I'm working on with Jason, Mm -hmm. and it's going to really get into the history of the art of hair, amongst other things. So we intended for the first season to be about hair, and it's going to branch into other aspects of culture. But we just want to bridge the gap between, you know, Africans and Africans outside of Africa, mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much. So I love it. Hey, listen, Agnes, she in the building on Stuck in Middle Podcast. Yeah, if you enjoyed what you heard, what you watched, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Do a screenshot, send it to all your peoples on WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, all that great stuff. Follow her. Leave a comment. Let us know how you enjoy it. Let us know who you want to come on the show. Definitely, definitely, definitely check us out because we got our five-year anniversary this year, 2022 in June. More details on that soon. Shout out to everybody producing this episode. Charles in the building. Couch Talk episode is dropping right after this joint. I am your host, Reflex. Like I said, Agnes, but you, you have fun. This, it wasn't, this, this was great. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as Yo, me. she was nervous. <laughs> nah, this is dope. Shout out to Mama. You made it, Mama. <laughs> but now it's stuck in your podcast. I'm your host, Reflex, and we out. Yeah. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by our online store, SITMPodcast.com. Backslash store. You get hoodies, t-shirts, crew necks, all kind of incredible stuff. That's the machine that drives this show, that drives this brand. We appreciate every single one of y'all rocking with us. And definitely, if you want to, you know, get in touch with us, sponsor us, send us an email, SITMPodcast237 at gmail.com. We appreciate it. We can work some out.